Hello, audience. That doesn't work. That's a 90s cartoon. We're not here to talk about 90s cartoons. Still a great cartoon, though. That's true. That's true. Hey, speaking of great things, what was that song we just heard? That was the Atomic Monsoon theme by the Def M Records All-Stars. You can find more music by them at defmrecords.com. D-E-A-F-M-R-E-C-O-R-D-S dot C-O-M. Hey. Um, You can't find our theme yet, I don't think. I don't know. I haven't checked. I should talk to them about that. But anyways, you can go find all the music by all the bands. And there's like uh, this one, there is a guy from every band that came to, to be the All-Stars. And so that's how we got the All-Stars. There was a guy who was in a band. There, there came a day. And he found another guy who yeah. was in another band. Right. And they found other guys that were in another band. Right, yeah. And might, thus they became the might have been a girl All-Stars. in there. I don't think there was. Well, but anyways. Fair enough. Yeah. Members of various bands uh, from, anyways, yeah. So... I have any friends with the guy in charge of Def M. Eh, it's not so bad. Hey, there you go. Yeah. You should buy their music. Support yeah, my check friend. them out. Yeah. Support them. Yes. Good people. Yeah. All right, so what are we, uh, we going to talk about today, Andy? Well, today we're going to take you back to the past. Oh, yeah? To talk about some cartoons that rocked ass. Uh, the world of yesterday. Yeah. Well, I, I figure, you know, we're, we, we're both 80s kids, right? Yeah. We were both born in and grew up in, yeah. in the 80s and, and early 90s. And I thought, you know, now that... Uh, yeah. I remember what load, quote, star, quote, eight, comma, one, comma, does. So that puts me as an 80s kid. I don't know what that means, but I do remember the Commodore 64, load oh. star programming. See, I didn't, yeah, I didn't have a Commodore 64. Yeah, it was the magazine that used to come out. Okay. That uh, was a monthly mag that would come with a disc with a bunch of games on it. And that was oh. the command prompt that would go into Then you'd hear the little, the da, na, 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 like from the huh. uh, Close Encounters thing. Huh. Same thing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, well, that's a lot nerdier than I was planning to go today. Uh, Welcome to my world. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I figured, you know, we, uh, we, we touch on older stuff enough that, hey, why don't we just talk about 80s cartoons? Yeah, today? hey, I'm down right, for it. So. Let's do this. Yeah. Hey, Josh, what cartoons did you watch in the 80s? Or just uh, what's, what's one cartoon you watched? Just one? I mean, we'll get into others, but let's just start with the one. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, the one that sticks out the most, the one that I probably watched the most, not mm-hmm. necessarily remember the cartoon the most, other than just like random aspects of it, but I watched the most for sure was probably He-Man. Okay, and the Masters of the Universe. Yeah. 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 To the point where my mom, mm-hmm. God bless her soul, can still tell you every single character's name, can still <laughs> tell you every single word for the theme song. Sure. Knows way too much about Masters of the Universe than any woman her age should know. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um yeah, Masters of the Universe is an interesting cartoon, or He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, as the cartoon was yes. called, uh, is, it holds a very important distinction. Do you know what that distinction is, Josh? Um, being one of the first, like, toy It's the franchise. first. Yeah. Oh, was it the first? It's okay. the first cartoon toy commercial. Okay. Yeah. I, th- um, I thought Transformers was. No, Transformers came out in 1984. Oh, okay. He-Man and G.I. Joe were from 82, but He-Man okay. aired first. All right. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, the, the government went and deregulated a bunch of stuff in the early 80s, and, and one of those things was regulations on... Um, advertising to children, basically. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't have a nuclear fission kit 
But you could advertise Joe Campbell to kids. <laughs> right. Well, no, no, not so much the Joe Campbell. They they did they did prevent you know I, like I'm wearing fair enough, fair I'm enough. wearing a dare shirt and a just say no wristband. So. Uh, <laughs> You know, there, Speaking of, there, there were some things you weren't supposed to advertise to kids, but it's in terms of toys and stuff, like there were still regulations on the commercials, yeah. but you could run a cartoon based on a toy line for the yeah. first time. And He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was the first one to come out. Um, yeah. And, and Mattel made a bunch of Schwarzenegger, Conan looking heroes and and gave them a bunch of weird backstories and packed in some comics with the yeah. with the toys and then made a cartoon that ignored all of that. So. <laughs> yeah, they were drastically different, the comics yeah. and the toy. Like, I remember getting those little insert comics that mm-hmm. would come with the toys, and like, and then seeing the cartoon, and be like, what? Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right? Drastically different. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, the, the comic was just there to give you a little taste of who the character was to spark your imagination. You'd be like, oh, I just got a Triclops toy. That means he has three eyes. Yeah. Because Triclops. And they give you a little thing on how his three eyes work to benefit right. him for your play style. Right. And then the cartoon came along and just ignored that. And just like, oh, this is what we're going to do. With, this is some guy at, at uh, oh, who was the animation studio for that? Shimer. Lou Shimer. Or Filmation. Yeah. Uh, some guy at Filmation, like, this is how I imagine Triclops working. And then that's the version we got. So, you know, that's fine. Um, okay, so what what was it about He-Man that captured your imagination as a little Josh? Um, for me, like, one of the things that I loved was, <laughs> actually, for my 80s stuff, I always liked the bad guys way more than the good guys. That's... Typically going to be true. Yeah, because yeah. the bad guys' toys were always way better than the good guy toys, well, it seemed and like. all the good guys were all kind of wet blankets. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, I mean, like, if for, for this one, we're going to talk other 80s, so I'll throw out them too, but, but Skeletor was my favorite by far. And, yeah. Yeah. Loved Skeletor. Yeah. Um, but then Orko... On the good guy side, I loved Orko and okay. Battle Cat. I was a huge Battle Cat fan. My yeah. uh, my god sisters and everything uh, growing up, they had a cat named Cringer. It's a gigantic orange cat. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so, you know, just it was one of those things. We, you know, I I loved He Man when I was a kid, and those were yeah. probably my favorites. I, I just absolutely loved Skeletor because his toys, you know, yeah. that big rubber head with the, the skull. Like, I mean, no matter <laughs> what you feel about the rest of He Man and the Masters of the Universe, like as a franchise, like Skeletor is a cool design for a bad guy. Yeah. Right? A yellow skull in a purple hood on a blue, like, just beef caked out body. Yeah. Like, and he's a, you know, warlord and conqueror. Like, and that's a, a, and a sorcerer. Yeah. Like, that's a cool bad guy. Yeah. His staff, that was always, my, like, one of my favorite things for oh, when I was a kid. Oh, staff was, his, like, the yeah, ram the skull, ram's head right? on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And then, uh, I know this is toys, not the cartoon, but, like, having the, the two halves of the sword that you could put together mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, just, those were fun things for as a kid. And then yeah. it was, it, I always liked, on the cartoon, because Skeletor's always doing such random things, and I always liked that he had inept people around him. Because I always... Yes. The thing that always cracks me up, and it's that way with most of the 80s cartoons, is like the bad guys, like they're bad dudes, mm-hmm. but they're surrounded by idiots. Right. <laughs> it's, right. It's just, it's the, the whole, <laughs> the dark helmet thing uh-huh. on, on the, the yes. bridge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's basically every single 80s villain in every cartoon. It's kind of true. Yeah. And I, they have the competent woman. To right. their side. Okay. You know, you got your Evelyn's, yeah. you know, your uh, 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 Baroness, you know, uh-huh. stuff like yeah. that, for depending yeah. on your franchise. Your star screams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, transgenderism for transgenderism. Uh, but you always have 
at least one competent person there with them. Right. That they, those two usually end up becoming the you know the butt yeah. of the joke or whatever else is going on, right. and then you know you have your put random you know triclops or beast man or yeah. you know yeah. merman whoever's going to be the you know stink or whoever's the foil mm-hmm. of the week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah somehow ruin skeletor's day and that was it was always fun i always loved seeing that it just always cracked me up yeah. it was less what the he-man was doing and it's just like <laughs> what, are, what, are what stupid thing is going to happen to skeletor's plan today it's kind of like watching wiley e. coyote same kind of concept okay yeah yeah, you're not watching for the Roadrunner. You know the Roadrunner is going to get away. Yeah, I always knew He-Man was going to win. I just wanted to see what Skeletor is doing. Like, yeah. what kind of hijinks is he up to this week? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, no. it was always one of those fun things. Just cause, and, and he always had the best, like, running away or getting away or, you know, just mm-hmm. just these random, like, narrowly escapes by rolling out of the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> or there's there was that animated gif you sent me of, like, him walking through a mirror, then reaching his hand out and punching and shattering the mirror to yeah. get away. <laughs> I was like, I don't, how, how does that even work? <laughs> like, I have so many questions after that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, and, and to your point, like, a lot of times the villains, um, they would, I mean, they kind of had to have dumb henchmen because, they, yeah. you know, you need to make sure, that, like, kids are aware that the good guys are going to win. Yeah, because, I mean, right? at the end of the day, it was they were trying to put the message the good guys win, right. you know, beat the bad guys right. always, and, right. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's a good message. And, and, and that was part of the reason that the good bad guys' toys were always neater is because, yes, you want the bad guys to lose, mm-hmm. but you want the kids to buy the bad guys' toys. Right. So... Right. Because you could buy He-Man, look but really cool. who's He-Man going to fight? Exactly. Right? Or, hey, let's transition. Uh, literally, when Hasbro was rebuilding re- and rebranding G.I. Joe for the 80s, yeah. they only made the heroes. They didn't make any villains initially. They were oh, like, really? Yeah, they had, they, they had uh, like 11 hero characters. Well, you know, did, when they put out the original toys before the 80s, did they even have bad guys on those? No. No, there, it okay. was just G.I. Joe Yeah, himself. I was going to think, I never really looked into them, but yeah. I'm just thinking, thinking of seeing, like, conventions and stuff like that, seeing, yeah. like, the toys for sale, and I was like, yeah, I've never seen a bad guy. Yeah, um, literally Cobra came up because when Hasbro went to Marvel, I'm like, yeah, we want to start doing a comic story about about these characters so that we can have, like, stories to... to so the kids will invest in the characters yeah. and want to buy all their favorite, you know, whoever their favorite is. Marvel was like, yeah, that's cool. Who are they fighting? And Hasbro's intent was that G.I. Joe would just fight the other toys in the toy box. Like, uh, whoever else you had, they would just, that would be who they fought. And when Marvel posed that to them, they were like, uh, they fight Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. And just came up with the name Cobra literally on the spot off the top of their head. Wow. And that's I didn't why, know that. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, that's why the original uh, line, there were only three bad guys. There was Cobra Commander, there was a Cobra Officer, and a Cobra Trooper. Oh, wow. And that's it. You were expected to buy the one Cobra Commander and just as many Cobra as Troopers, many Troopers as, you could. as you needed, right? And then as the line went on, they started making more and more bad guys. Bad guys yeah. right? And that's why in the cartoon, like, you start with Destro. You know, funny as a kid. I never, like, I remember as a kid buying toys. And again, this isn't cartoon stuff, toy stuff. Sure. But uh, I was one like... I wish I could just buy a big pack of stormtroopers or a big pack. Yeah. Of the the I always really liked the um the crimson was it crimson the crimson guardsmen the crimson guardsmen yeah. the GI Joes yeah loved those ones like yeah. I, why couldn't I just buy like a ten pack of those guys? <laughs> that is a good question, and probably because Hasbro and Kenner and stuff didn't think that they would sell a box of bad guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Possibly. I, I absolutely would have bought because to me there were like was, three packs. Yeah. Even know? like you know Ninja Turtles, like it's the yeah. Foot Clan. Right. Yet I can only get one Foot Clan guy. Right. 
So yeah, why is it wasn't there like a playset that was just like a, you know here's yeah. five he, foot clan guys here's, you have here's a, a shredder and like yeah. five foot soldiers yeah, yeah. Uh, a buddy and I are actually he he is rebuilding his Ninja Turtles um, toy collection yeah and I was like how many foot soldiers are you gonna buy and he was like oh I, I I have the one I didn't even think about buying more and I was like yeah. how are you gonna have the foot clan if you just yeah. have that weird naked shredder toy uh, and like one foot soldier and like, yeah. I mean, Bebop and Rocksteady and Slash and some of the other characters, but like, how, yeah, how I mean, you, you got like a Krang, yeah. Baxter, like you got a few individuals, right. but that's right. not the clan. Those are just, right. They're just like the other generals that or whatever. really bad that's saying it that way. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all right. <laughs> never, the, never put those two things together that yeah, way. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's true. They have kind of stopped calling them the, the foot clan over the years and they're yeah, just, just the, the foot. foot now. Yeah. 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 Huh, interesting. I haven't put that together. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so He-Man lasted, what, it started in 82 and lasted, what, like three seasons? Yeah, three, something four seasons, like that. Something like that, yeah. They were, they were pretty good, and it came yeah. back, you know, later on, you know. Sure, revival, right, there was like the 2002 revival, yeah. yeah. And they're doing another revival here pretty soon. They yeah, that's recently right. Recently with, that's uh, right, this week they just announced that. Uh, yeah, Silent uh, Bob himself. <laughs> yeah, Kevin yeah. Smith is uh, the showrunner for the, yeah. it's Netflix is doing it, right? Yeah. It's going to be yeah, on Netflix yeah, yeah. and. Uh, the animation suit. Yeah, because I think they have the rights to that and She-Ra for as far as animation goes. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. But She-Ra, there's another one, right? I, I unabashedly watched She-Ra because I was oh, like, yeah. oh, hey, it's just more He-Man. Yeah. Like, well, she had great bad guys, too. That's true. Yeah. Hordak. Yeah. Hordak might be scarier than Skeletor. I think he's scarier than Skeletor. Skeletor, I think Skeletor was cooler. cooler, but Hordak was scarier. Right, right. I was actually afraid that of Hordak. That whole, like, bat vampire thing yeah. was way more like that. Yeah, he was yeah. way more menacing than Skeletor was. Where he had a gun for an arm. Oh, he did, huh? Yeah. yeah. Or it turned into a gun or something. Something like I that. Know. I don't know. Space. It was space magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, that, that's another thing is I really like the aesthetic of He-Man where it's not quite fantasy, not quite sci-fi. Yeah. Right? It's sort and of And there's a little bit of a tie into Earth where his mom was from Earth. Right. You know, just yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. it tied it to home to where mm-hmm. even you could have been He-Man. Right. <laughs> if you so, were a yeah. beefy blonde kid. Yeah. That, yeah. Whose yeah. mom was taken to attorney. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, 30 yeah. years ago, but yeah, don't, it doesn't matter. It's, it's fine. Fantasy it's fine. aesthetic. Yeah. 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 Um, no, it was a good cartoon, though. <laughs> it, it's It's got a huge following still to this day. It really um, does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, like, and the, what's funny is that there's a completely different fandom for the movie or for the show mm-hmm. and the toys. Yeah. That some crossover. Right. But not a ton. A lot of the time people are fans of the show. Mm-hmm. Or fans of the toys. Yeah. Or a little bit of the toys, mostly the show, mostly the toys, a little bit of the show. You know, there's yeah, a, yeah. It's, it's funny that you, sometimes they just, you get those people like, well, so, hate one and love the other. So I'll, I will say this, that I think a lot of the He-Man and the Masters Universe uh, characters are really cool, right? I oh, think, yeah. I think the designs, like I, even He-Man himself, like as kind of generic barbarian action, action hero as he is, like yeah. he's a cool design, right? Like we already said, Skeletor is a great design. Yeah. You know, Orko, like, yeah, or he's a little, little dork wizard guy but like a cool floating wizard like that's pretty cool yeah you I know? mean you can't go wrong with swords and sorcery and then throw a little bit of sci-fi in there right. too right you know it was it was the perfect mix for a kid's cartoon mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it just um, but I think I think that the toy I think the toys are cooler than any of the stories that have come out in either cartoon series yeah I'll agree with you right we'll see like there. I like everything about Masters of the Universe except the actual shows <laughs> 
Fair enough. Yeah. Like we're, I think the shows are good for kids. They, like it's, they, yes. Looking at it in an adult perspective, like right. I see why my mom was like, yeah, you can watch Masters of the Universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I understand now why she had that reaction. Yeah. Because, you know, it was, it's it's a dumb show, but it's yeah. dumb in the right ways for kids. That's right. why I liked about right. it. Yeah, you know, it just, it was the, like, wait, he, why isn't he tied up still? What's going on? Like, wait, yeah. those, yeah. like, completely disbelieved plot didn't, points didn't and stuff. Didn't he run like and, that like, five minutes ago? Yeah, and there there would be, you know, cause, like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense what they just did or said. Like, right. complete huge logic jumps. It didn't matter. It's for kids. Right. It's a kid's show. Exactly. As long as it's going to make the kids happy and want to buy toys. Yeah, and it worked to buy those, to sell those toys, man. I had a, yeah. a ton of He-Man toys. Yeah. I loved, loved those when I was a kid. The generic ones and the regular ones. There was there was even the DC knockoff Warlord yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. I had a bunch of those ones, too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Good times, man. Yeah. Good times. All right, well, we went over yours. Yeah. We're going to go over mine next. Okay. Right? My favorite 80s cartoon uh, was definitely the Transformers. Yeah. Right? Uh, again, another... More than meets the... Uh... Definitely. And it was another cartoon designed to sell toys. Yeah. Right? Uh, and listen, y'all can be mad at me for saying that, but that doesn't change the fact that that's why those shows got made. A lot of those eighty shows were made to sell toys. Yeah. Right? They were... The Transformers is, was created and his own... Well, the toys were created by a Japanese company, Takara, mostly. Uh, but the bringing them over to America to sell to toys was done by Hasbro. And there were original characters designed by Hasbro. Yeah. Which is a toy company. Yeah. So, like... And then Hasbro went out and went to work with uh, Griffin Bacall and Marvel and Sunbow to create the cartoon and the comics. Mm-hmm. So that you would know who those characters were so you'd want to buy your Optimus Prime. Yeah. You know, and... Otherwise, it's just a faceless robot. Right. Right, which sometimes was really cool. I actually, yeah. as the line went on, I liked getting some of the toys, some of the the characters that like weren't on the show, because then I could make up my own stories and my own personalities for them. Yeah, you know, and like, oh hey, like we all know Starscream is kind of whiny and wants to take over the Decepticons and blah blah blah. But who's this guy? You know, Dreadwind. Like, I don't know who this character is because he's not in the show, but yeah. he's a cool like blue and purple jet. Right. And like I I can make up whatever stories I want about him, you know, or I could use him as Skywarp or Thundercracker because I didn't have either one. And he's blue and purple. And those guys were both colors. And yeah. it's like, all right, cool. Like I can do, I can do whatever I want with this. Um, I will say Transformers kind of ruins me on a lot of other toy lines. OK. Right. Like I had no interest in Hot Wheels or Matchbox cars. Okay. Because they were kind my, of plain afterwards. Right, right. Like my cars turned into dudes. <laughs> so what am I going to do with just a toy yeah. car? You know? Right. And even when like micro machines like, came out. Yay, vroom, vroom. What? Right. Like, oh, look, my car is rolling. Yeah. Cool. My car is rolling and now it's a robot. <laughs> like, the end. Yeah. Yeah. And my car can roll and then it can turn into a helicopter and then it can turn into a robot. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like even when Micro Machines came out, like there was all the hype behind Micro Machines and getting yeah. John Machida Jr. to do the the voice of the uh, to be the narrator for the commercials, right? And the talkest, fastest talking man, the fastest talking man in the world, um, with a little tagline: "If it doesn't say Micro Machines, it's not the real thing," yeah. right? But like, yeah, duh. <laughs> but it was still like, all right, so I got Micro Machines and I have this little city and that's cool and like these little cars. But these little cars still don't turn into robots. Yeah. They're just cars. And I feel like there's something missing. Um, to be fair, though, Micro Machines did have the play sets that they came with. That yeah. were the, like, you could transform them, build them, and, like, combine them all together oh, yeah. to do so. Like, yeah. To be fair, they did have a little bit of the, a gimmick there for the, you know, other than the, just being a tiny car. The Micro Machines play sets were really cool. 
Um, because yeah, it was like, oh, hey, I have a, I, you had, like I had one, I had one, it was, a, it was like a little blue kind of suitcase looking thing and there was yeah. a little like snap on it, right? And you could open it up and there was a little city inside yeah. and there were little elevators and, and I don't remember everything that was in there, but you know, garage doors and yeah. stuff. And yeah, because this was great because it would look like a snap on tool case. Right. And then you open it up and it's a little city. Like yeah. the ones that me and my brother had, we had some of the little, it was the really early ones. It was the, they just came in a gray square piece of plastic that you okay. would open up and it would hold your micro machines and all the pieces that went on top of it. Mm -hmm. And each piece was a piece of a grid of a city. That's cool. And it made one big, yeah. big place that if you got all the individuals and they all mm -hmm. locked in together and mm -hmm. stuff, you know, so we had a couple like neighborhoods and a, I think a hospital or something. Yeah. <laughs> just, but that, that was kind of a neat little transformation thing because you could. Absolutely. But, but not nearly transformation, as Transformers. Right. Yeah. Transformation is the key word there. Uh, one of the other things that was fun about Transformers is that it was, you know, the toys were like little puzzles. Yeah. Right. Like, and I, even to this day, I'll, I will, you know, maybe like once or twice a year, pick up a new Transformers toy and just be like, oh, hey, I remember that guy. You know? Yeah, well, it's half the fun is just opening it up and trying to transform it between modes without right. looking at the instructions. That's what I was going to say is I'll, I'll, just, I'll keep the box there so I know what the finished product is supposed yeah. to look like. But yeah, I bought um, I bought Springer, right, who is the, the uh, character from the Transformers movie, and he turns into a, a car and a helicopter and a robot. And I was like, okay, that's three modes. Yeah. Right? And like the original toy, like it's pretty easy because a lot of the original toys were just sort of bricks with arms that fold. Yeah, I think I have that one. He's the orange and black one mostly, right? Uh, that was Sunstorm. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Springer was, yeah, a, was green a and yellow. And a helicopter. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and and but I bought the new the new Springer, and like there's a lot of moving parts. Like as a robot, it's yeah. like a Marvel Legends toy, right? It has super articulation. Like it, you can put him in basically any pose as long as physics allow for it. Um, and then, like, yeah, turn him into a car. And I was like, um, what? <laughs> okay. And, like, his legs have so many weird little panels on them that unfold and, like, oh, yeah. rotate around and stuff to, to hide the wheels so that he can look like the cartoon. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they did a really good job. And the helicopter mode leaves a little something to be desired, admittedly. Hmm. But, like, the car mode's great. And the robot mode is almost screen perfect. Yeah. So, except for all the, you know, regular animation errors we would get in those shows. <laughs> uh, which is another thing that's kind of charming about 80s cartoons. Yeah. Right? Is that um, because they were produced for 13 weeks worth of shows and they'd be airing after school, you'd have to get five episodes per week. So, yeah. you're getting 65 episodes of these shows to go to syndication, which means... Things are just getting rushed out. Yeah. You know? And I mean, to be fair, those mistakes still happen today. I mean, we could probably do an entire episode just about the mistakes in the Invader Zim run for two seasons and the crazy Korean animation mistakes for translation that happened on that show. That's fair, but they weren't, most of them weren't as noticeable. Well, I mean, there's right? the, the audience takes off, and that was what it said in the script. Okay. And they literally have the audience fly off into the sky. <laughs> Right, okay. Um, animators not understanding what the writer meant <laughs> is different than the turtle that's talking have the wrong color bandana. Okay, fair enough. Right? Fair enough. Right? Like, there are some that are just like, yeah, uh, um, there's a, an episode of G.I. Joe, and I don't remember which one it is, but I was listening to uh, Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is a fantastic podcast if you want to listen to a bunch of Hollywood jerks 
talk about their memories of G.I. Joe. Um, and they, they watch every episode, and they'll spend an hour talking about a 22-minute cartoon. Yeah, there uh, you go. Yeah, which is great. Uh, but they had the writer Buzz Dixon on, and, okay. and Buzz was saying that there's one episode where um, the Dreadnoughts, who were like the mercenary guys yeah. that worked for Cobra a lot. Zartan. Right, yeah, Zartan and his buddies. They were all having an argument. And um, Buzz wrote in the script... Uh, you know, buzzer or torch or one of them, like, you know, he, he interjects to uh, get his point across. But the way that Buzz wrote it is, you know, torch sticks his oar in the water. And when they get the animation back from Korea uh, or Japan, I think it was Japan because Toei was doing those. Um, suddenly this scene is set with a creek nearby and torch is standing there holding a paddle the whole time. And when, they, when it says Torch puts his oar in the water, like he, like they literally like have him put his oar in the water and then start talking. <laughs> and I'm sure the animators. I'm sure the animators when they read that they're like, what? What does this mean? Why? Why? Okay, I get. We'll just do the best we can with this, and did the best. I'm sure it was just the best <laughs> guess of what they could, what they thought was going to happen. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> That is great. Um, yeah, so things like that. I don't know that I would call that a, a mistake. In, in It's not an animation mistake. It's just a, a misinterpretation of the writing. Uh, Still, but it, that's yes. pretty hilarious. Yes, yeah. You know, it's kind of always interesting, I, uh, you know, talking about the Dreadnoughts and Zartan and everything. I always mm-hmm. thought it was kind of funny that the, the analogy for punk rock uh-huh. on G.I. were a bunch of... Motorcycle wearing, tattooed bad guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a little interesting. It's like, oh, yeah. so the rock band is on Cobra's side. Yeah, yeah. Literally, there's the episode Cold, Sl- Cold Slither yeah. where they start a rock band. Yeah, they, yeah, they do some right? punk rock band. Yeah, they yeah. they they start their uh, punk or metal band or whatever, right? Because yeah. it's you know kind of ambiguous. And uh, yeah, Cold Slither, and and they put subliminal messages in the song so that everyone will go out and spend all their money and buy the record and the money is you know the record is produced by Cobra Um, Cobra so because I so they were Disney before Disney oh yeah Um, (laughs) it's really funny like going back and watching all these G.I. Joes along with uh, Knowing Us After the Podcast because there are so many episodes where Cobra like they have a good idea Mm -hmm. and then their egos get in the way Right, like, hey, we're just gonna go and uh, create a rock band and put subliminal messages, so you want to go buy the record, and we'll get all the money. Yeah, right. That's fine. That's a good plan. And no and one they ever evil it up. Right, and then they were just like, okay, we'll take that, and then after we've hypnotized people, most people, a lot of people, maybe not everyone, we'll have them give us the rest of their money, and it's like, no, like just. Take the rest, like just put up more records, or put put up make more bands. Yeah, do a follow up record. And right, take more of their money. Right, like just keep putting out merchant like cold slither merchandise and keep putting the subliminal message. Get, buy the the cold slither stuff, and don't worry about taking over the world because when everyone just gives you all their money, you'll have all the money. Yeah, and then you'll have the the money to just buy the world. Like Cobra has these plans, and they just. They go one step too far. Okay, now... A lot. Is this... Refresh my Is this one of the ones where the twins, it was their plan, and one twin basically screwed over the other twin? No, no. The no? Crimson okay. Twins were always on the same boat. They were always on the same boat. Were they? Page. Okay. Yeah. I the, couldn't remember. I just remember the, like, the twins were like some kind of weird... Yeah, so the, th- the thing about the Crimson Twins is that they would finish each other's sentences. Yeah. Uh, 
all of the time, brother. And uh, I don't know how well that's going to come across on the microphone, yeah. but uh, um, but the thing about them was, if you punched one of them, the other one would sell it. That's right. That's right. right that's so right. you'd punch Zaymot in the face, and Tomax would that's fly right. across the room, which doesn't really make any sense, but whatever. It's <laughs> it's it's a kids' cartoon. Um, yeah, yeah, and the Crimson Twins were cool. So uh, Cobra's hierarchy is pretty interesting, right? Because you got Cobra Commander at the top until season two, and then Serpentor is somehow above him because Hasbro Because he's an actual snake? <sighs> Serpentor is made up of the DNA of the world's greatest conquerors. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. That, that wasn't me I correcting you. I just remember having was, like a headdress He a did have a weird snake armor costume made yeah. out of gold. And I don't know how comfortable that costume was. Um, probably got really sweaty. Probably. Uh, it's probably yeah. why you don't see what he cosplaying is that. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, that and honestly, he's kind of boring. Um, Serpentor is interesting because they had done the entire first season and like Cobra Commander is the commander of Cobra. Yeah. Right? Like it's right in his name. Like he's, he's the one in charge. And Hasbro was like... Oh, so just uh, when you're beginning season two, make sure you uh, include the Cobra Emperor. And the writers were like, what? Like, the Cobra Emperor. Like, what Cobra Emperor? Like, oh, he's the guy in charge of Cobra Commander. He's Cobra Commander's boss. And they're like, Cobra Commander doesn't have a boss? We just spent a year writing 56 episodes of this. There's there's no boss. And Hasbro's like, no, but the Cobra Emperor. And, like, they just suddenly had to make up this other character. So That's fantastic. <laughs> Like so, that's why the beginning of season two so is the, five parts. The toy line that had no story. Yeah, suddenly the toy company suddenly. is dictating story to the writers. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that's um, great. So that's how we ended up with the movie. Then I'm guessing. So yeah, so the movies were uh, hey, these toys and cartoons are popular. Can we make a movie? And G.I. Joe was supposed to be the first one that came up, but there were some, like, production errors and, and a lot of rewrites and some animation stuff that had to go back. Um, and so My Little Pony ended up being the first Hasbro cartoon uh, hmm. to come out, and it tanked super hard. And a couple months later, the Transformers, the movie, came out. And while that movie is very fondly remembered now and is was definitely a cult classic, and, like, I've been to, a f- like, probably three or four showings in just the Phoenix area in the last five years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it tanked super hard. Yeah. Like, so bad. Uh, and so, like... But with the soundtrack that includes Dare to be Stupid, how could it... I Listen, Dare to be Stupid is the best Devo song of all time, and it was written by Weird Al. Uh, <laughs> and, and Devo have said that. Um, but that didn't save the movie, right? Like, um, and and... My Little Pony and and uh, Transformers movies tanked so bad that G.I. Joe ended up going straight to video, and they scrapped the gem movie that was in production. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasbro kind of just made a bunch of toys and then kept making cartoons about them and yeah. had them all kind of follow the same path, right? Like, oh, we have uh, Marvel make the comic book, we'll have Sunbow do the cartoon, and we'll make the toys. And um, the there you couldn't advertise the toys during its own show. Yeah, but you could advertise He-Man toys during She-Ra's show. Right. And vice versa. Well, so. and there were no laws about advertising comic books. So uh, so the G.I. Joe comics would have ads for the toys. Yeah. The toys said, go watch the cartoon, and the cartoon would have ads for the comics. Okay. So they, no matter what you were doing with G.I. Joe, you were being advertised to one of the other media. 
right? And then they did that with Transformers and My Little Pony. And I don't know if there was a gem comic. I mostly remember being sold Hostess fruit pies in my comics. Well, there was that too. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Hostess actually had more money than Hasbro somehow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, those Hostess fruit pie comics are pretty great too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hasbro. Yeah. <laughs> so they, did, they had a pretty good formula, and it worked for them. I they mean, did. They, they, they pumped out series after series after they, series They got a series. few shows going for a while, yeah. And then, uh, like, Visionaries, Knights of the Mystical Light didn't really catch on. And I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, and then the Inhumanoids. Was that the one with the, the emblem on their chest? Yeah, they had the okay. hologram emblem on the chest, well, and they would like have a, a big staff. Yeah, a different animal yes. or something like that. Okay, yep, okay, yep. yeah, And yeah, in yeah. the show, they could, like, shoot the hologram out. I think I had one of those guys that had, like, a ram in his staff. Yeah, I had a couple of them. Uh, I don't remember any of their names because yeah. there hasn't really been a Visionaries revival. Um, I think there was a comic recently, but I don't the, think it was there was any a note. There was really. a Transformers versus Visionaries comic, uh, but they had redesigned all the characters to update them, yeah. right? But as a result, like, and like it took place in the middle of the Visionary story, but we didn't get like what happened to a bunch of the characters that were just dead. I just remember people going like, "Don't worry, it, yeah, don't bother with it." Yeah, yeah, it like it was. It's half necessary if you're reading, if you were reading Transformers, if you just bought it for the Visionaries, you know, kind yeah, kind of, yeah. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Um, a lot of things have been getting a lot of comic revivals, though, that a lot true. of those 80s, yes. 80s cartoons. But, yeah. I mean, there's so many good 80s cartoons. I mean, we, we got those, uh, I mean, staple my childhood, the yeah. Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, that was a, that was an everyday thing around my house. Except on Fridays. Because Fridays, you were watching The Legend of Zelda. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, the Mario Brothers cartoon. Uh, that was a, that was a before school, getting ready, get up early so I could be ready so I could eat my cereal and watch the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. That's awesome. Before the bus came. <laughs> yeah, um, Super Mario Brothers Super Show is a lot of fun. Uh, I have I have that whole series on DVD. I have so many of the shows we've talked about on DVD. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know if I watched it in the morning or if I watched it after school because different markets would have it yeah. different places depending on. Oh, the I'm sure station. mine were probably like week old episodes. We I lived in a tiny little town that had uh, sure. weird cable and you know everything yeah. else. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, no. one of our stations was MTV half the day and Nickelodeon the other half. So go figure. I mean that makes sense. They were owned by the same yeah. people, so. But we didn't have just a channel for just one. Right. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the Mario show, uh, I, I really liked how it would they'd, they'd open and end it with a live action segment. Um, yeah. Right? It kind of broke up the monotony of just it's another adventure cartoon. Yeah. You know, like as much as I liked all the Hasbro shows and, 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 and He-Man and, and Turtles and stuff, like Mario had that other formula where it was like, yeah, here's a couple minutes of Lou Albano and Danny Wells being Mario and Luigi and having stupid adventures in this weird set. It was funny as I remember the live action stuff more than I do the cartoon. Yeah. And it wasn't until looking back on it that I realized, wait, there's hardly any live action stuff in these episodes. Right. I remember it being way more live action stuff mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. I than it actually is. It's just that's just a memory I have in my head. Well, and so part of that is because it was a Deke show. And uh, Deke, the animation company from Canada, uh, I found out the way that they ran their business is, uh, let's say, uh, the average episode of a, of a cartoon cost $60,000, mm-hmm. right? Because those cartoons are expensive and you're paying for a lot of animation sales, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, and, and, you know, I, someone can look up what they actually cost back in the 80s. But uh, if, an episode, if an episode costs $60,000, Deke would say, we'll make it for $40,000. And 
they would cut every corner that they could. And the which you can see in the animation, which you can I mean, definitely see in the animation and the writing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that money that they were saving, they would pull from the other shows that they had. So, like, they'd be working on show A, B, and C, and they'd pull a couple thousand dollars from each of those episodes to make the Mario episodes. And then when they picked up another show, they were pulling money from shows ABC and Mario to make show E. And it was this... I'm guessing that's the reason they're not around anymore. Yeah, yeah. They they got a lot of contracts because they were offering deals for less money. Yeah, I remember always seeing that geek at the end of cartoons. Right, yeah. Yeah, and they made a lot of shows by doing that. But... um, yeah, basically they screwed a lot of American animation companies out of money because yeah. they were in Canada and they were like, oh no, we'll charge you less. Yeah, and under, with the exchange rate. everybody. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, Deke has not been around since yeah. the late 90s because they basically ran out of money. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. wild. Yeah. But yeah, man, I remember watching, I, I loved watching old Captain Lou. Every yeah. every chance I had, I was watching that show. And then Captain N, that was another one that was... That's uh, a, I was going to make that, yeah, speaking yeah. of Nintendo captains. Yeah. That, was, that was another favorite, man. I, I loved, even though as a kid, it drove me nuts that Mega Man was green and... Did, yeah, like he did. His Mega Buster wasn't. Really, it just it drove me insane. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there there know. were some concessions made for that show for sure. Yeah, oh, I mean, they definitely went with like, oh yeah, here's stuff like you know, just animate. Here's a general like character right. kind of thing. Like right. Simon Belmont was some kind of weird like. Yeah, Simon doofus. Belmont, vampire yeah. hunter. Yeah, narcissistic like, hero. Yeah, yeah, it was weird, but it was a good show. I enjoyed. It. I, I I liked it as a kid. Yeah, I wanted to wear my. NES controller as a belt buckle and be able oh, to jump crazy high and I run faster. I totally would do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. me and my cousins, like, we'd, we'd all, we'd, we'd, like, all wrap a controller around our oh, waist, yeah. right, and, and pull out a couple zappers, and, like, we'd be, you know, just Captain N and Captain L, and, like, we would just make up other captains to be. Oh, I definitely asked my mom to buy me a zapper when we were at a yard sale as a kid so I could cut the cord off of it and have it as a gun <laughs> for a Captain N thing. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um Captain is another show I have I have on DVD and, and, and that one actually holds up pretty well. Yeah. Um, as a cartoon, yeah. A, as an adaptation of Nintendo games, it's not so much questionable. Yeah. Because uh, like I enjoyed it because I was uh, as a kid I was a big fan of the Metroid game. Right. And I loved you know that Mother Brain was the bad guy. Right. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, I liked the Kid Icarus so having the eggplant man. Uh-huh. You know that uh-huh. was, was fun. It was just it was fun as a kid like playing those games and to see some of those random characters yes. from games, especially at that time because like you don't you didn't see anything anywhere else. There wasn't an internet where I could go get on Tumblr or, or DeviantArt right. and see all kinds of crazy artwork and fan creation. And stuff right, like that. yeah. All it was, we had was yeah, it, I had a Mega Man game. We yeah, we and loved, that was all I had was a Mega Man game. Yeah, we love these Nintendo games, and oh look, here they are on yeah. cartoons as well. So yeah. when I don't want to play them, I can watch them. Exactly. Like yeah. the only other aspect was like, oh, I have it on Nintendo. Now I can get it on the Commodore sixty four. Right. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh, this isn't this isn't the same game at all. No. At all. No. Like, oh. Um. So so with uh, just because we're talking about it, right? Like. So uh, Pit got added to Smash Brothers. You know, Kid Icarus yeah, got added yeah. a few games ago. And then Mega Man got added. And this most recent one, Simon Belmont's been added. Oh, really? Yeah. And so that's that's the end team there. But they're missing their team Just captain. Captain N, yeah. Yeah, and Princess Lana. But, uh, you know. Yeah, that was something I could never forget. What was she the princess from? Um, Videoland. It was just a made-up princess. Yeah, she yeah. was just made-up. Because she kind of had Daisy's coloring a little bit. A little bit, Yeah. 
But then I, also I think, Peach is coloring a little bit. I think like, she predated Daisy anyways. I think she came out, or maybe Captain came out the same time as the Game Boy. But like, there's she wasn't like Captain or Princess Lana wasn't a character well, I mean, from any specific game. She was just a generic princess made up so they could have a princess. Yeah, yeah. Whose father I'm was captured? Trying to think when the first time Daisy was met, or any of the princesses were actually named. Uh, well, Princess Peach Toadstool was from the original Mario Brothers in '85. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers in '85. Uh, Daisy came out in Mar- Super Mario Land on Game Boy. In 88 or oh, that's 89. Oh, right. And then Rosalina was the Donkey Kong. No, Pauline was Pauline, from Donkey yeah, Kong. Pauline. Yeah, Rosalina right. was from uh, Mario Galaxy. That, she, was, she was something else she a was long la- time She ago. was later. No, she she was in something else a long time was ago. She? Yeah, and okay. then they brought her back for something. Hmm, okay. I just don't remember what she was in. Okay, I don't... Yeah, I don't know all of the history of all the Nintendo Yeah, characters. it's been a long time. I know a lot of it, but yeah, not all Yeah, have to look all that stuff up again. Yeah. Anyway, Captain yeah, N, good yeah, show. Captain it was N was fun. great. Uh, and Captain N was cool because like, they used the video game sound effects in the sh- in the cartoon. Yeah, that was one of you the know? funnest things about it. Is yeah. You could actually hear the... The, the little bleeps the, and bloops yeah, and... Warp pipe noises yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it, was always, it was always fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and and so, okay, we, we touched on the Legend of Zelda cartoon, but mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, talking about the... Triforce of Nintendo cartoons. Uh, yeah, Zelda ran Fridays on Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Uh, so we'd still have the, the Lou Albano and Danny Wells live action segments at the opening. Um, and they made a cartoon out of The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> that was set uh, between the first and second game, I would say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If, I mean, if you're setting it anywhere in a timeline. Yeah, it would make yeah. sense for it to be in there. Yeah. And uh, the character model kind of, as best they could, looked like the Link from Legend of Zelda or the Link, yeah. or Zelda 2, Link, yeah. Link's Adventure, whatever it's yeah. called. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the Link's sprites don't really translate to cartoons super well. No, but Especially the uh, since he yeah. didn't wear pants originally. Yeah, was, yeah. But in that side scrolling, uh-huh. it was closer to his kind of look. Yes. They definitely tried to, yeah. as best as you can, an 80s cartoon off of an 8 bit image. Right. Do some kind of continuity there to yeah. try to tie it together. I, I think and, it was pretty well. Yeah. I mean, in my brain, that is still the personification of Link because yeah. Link is a silent protagonist. Right? Yeah. Like every, there was that rumor a couple years ago that Netflix is going to do a Zelda show, like a live action Zelda show. And I was like, no, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. And everyone was like, why? Zelda's great. And I was like, yeah, what's Link's personality? And every person I asked gave me a different description. And I said, no, that's your personality as an action hero. Yeah. Link doesn't talk. Link doesn't say anything. Link is intentionally a blank slate. Yeah, so that you so can that put you, yourself in so your, you, your yeah, shoes. Yeah. Same with Samus, yeah. right? That's that's the reason. That's what that, I loved about the old school RPGs is because you'd have a silent protagonist, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. you're injecting your own thoughts, your own you know, right. things into those those spots. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> from what I understand, I have not read them, but that is why Bella is such a blank slate in the Twilight series because she's supposed to be a space for a girl to enter, like inject herself into the Twilight story. Oh, is it actually that way in the books? I thought yeah. it was just a movie. Complaint. No, no. Apparently that's, that's oh, okay. I, again, I haven't seen or read that. I hear that all, about the girl in the movie all the time. So sure. I, I thought that was just a movie thing. I don't know yeah. if it was a No, but too. it's intentionally okay. done. Because so I've heard people say like, uh, one person say that they, when they read the Twilight books, that they, they loved them because they read everything she said as super sarcastic. Right. And then they saw the movie and went like, oh. Oh. <laughs> right? But blank slate. Yeah. Right? You make your hero a blank slate and you don't put you don't put an actor behind them and suddenly yeah, like you are going to interpret Link's 
personality differently than I'm going to. Yeah. And then when they do a live action or they do a movie or they do a cartoon, everyone's upset because that's not the way I imagine that character. Yeah. No, that were right? uh, I mean, a perfect example would be like the Bioshock games. You sure. have the first Bioshock game, you're mm -hmm. a silent protagonist. Mm -hmm. And the second one, you are as well. Like there's little things that tell you who you are but not your personality anything like that sure. you're given free reign to make your moral decisions mm -hmm. whereas in Bioshock Infinite you have a, a protagonist that has a yeah. voice that has an opinion that yeah. has things that they're doing and saying and while neither is necessarily a bad game or anything like that a lot of people have a much closer relationship and love for the first one mm -hmm. versus Infinite mm -hmm. because because it's them it's yeah. not this other they were character. able to form that Emotional and personal connection with their playthrough, right? Whereas the one with the the Bioshock, you're making an emotional to those characters, right? But not to your playthrough right. of those characters, exactly. Yeah, and that's why the Legend of Zelda cartoon is so weird. Also, the fact that they gave him Steve Martin's "Excuse me, princess" as a catchphrase. The thing I remember most from that cartoon is uh -huh. him. There was an episode with I don't remember what he was fighting, what was going on, but he had there was bombs and he used his shield to like bounce off the bomb or explode him <laughs> up or jump <laughs> off of it. That's all I can remember. There's something going on with bombs and him surfing on his shield to save the day. That sounds like that cartoon. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a great moment in one of the episodes where the Stealthos, which are the skeleton guys from yeah. Zelda, um, they're they're trying to terrorize Link and Zelda, and Link and Zelda are just fighting them off, right? Because they made Zelda kind of an action hero. Yeah, she, she was a, using that bow all the time. She bow and arrow. She? Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Which actually ended up going into the video games. Mm -hmm. like she yeah, because Link had the bow and arrow. Yeah. yeah, and she uses it quite a bit in the games. Like, a lot of the time when you have her with you, she's shooting arrows. Oh, okay. Like, there's, there's different, like, Ocarina of Time, there's part where she's shooting arrows. Oh, there's cool. a couple times where you have her as a companion or something something and she's okay. yeah. with that bow I'm, and arrow yeah unfortunately I'm just not a huge fan of anything Zelda after about 1993 so uh, which is you know that's how it goes we, yeah. that's why they make different games um, and different shows which is going to put you in a weird conundrum when the uh, remake of um, the, the Game Boy one comes out on the Switch yeah 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 we'll see how it goes yeah. um, but yeah so uh, <laughs> there's this scene where the Stealthos are, are just getting their butts kicked and um, Ganon, like, you know, who's the giant pig wizard guy, yeah. right? He starts showing the, the Stealtho how to fight by, like, shadow boxing. He's like, no, fight them like this. And they just loop, like, these same three punches over and over again. <laughs> and it's just this weird moment, right? And then the Stealtho runs over to Link and just gets shot and killed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because he had his energy sword. Because he had the time. energy sword, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so that that way they didn't have to actually, like, have Link kill things with a sword. Yeah. Yeah. They would just go, Broop, and right. then did the, the weird, right. like, delete sword. Yeah. Which had the sound effect, didn't it, they? It yeah. was, yep. Yeah. Yep, it was a sound effect from the game. And then, yeah, in the show, they would have the souls of the bad guys go into a jar in Ganon's lair, and then That's he'd resurrect right. them later. That's right, That's right. Which is a really good way of getting around killing enemies yeah. in a fantasy show because you're not really killing anything that's alive right right yeah yeah, yeah. um especially for kids that's a that's a yeah good work around there yeah that's yeah uh, golf clap for those animators <laughs> for sure and it was deke you know credit yeah. where credit's due like that was a deke produced show so uh, hey good on them right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Okay, we had a little bit of time left. A few left. more minutes? Yeah, all we right, had a few right. minutes. So before we go, I think we should end this with a PSA. Okay. Right? I think we should we should give we should we should give our uh, our listeners some good life advice. Okay. Right? Like they used to do at the end of 80s cartoons. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Before we do that though. Yes. Cuz we got to we got real we gotta, quick. Yeah. 
there are any classic 80s mm-hmm. toy things that like you were a big fan of that okay. we haven't mentioned tonight like any any of them that you really were just oh so many yeah so i had so many thundercats toys all right um I had the, actually the whole team of Thundercats. I had a couple of the wow. mutants and Mumra, the ever-living, both okay. as a mummy, which right. is a male away, and as Mumra. Um, Silverhawks. I was a big fan of that, okay. which was basically okay. Thundercats in space, and they were birds. Um, uh, Cops, the Central Organization yeah, 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 of Police yeah, yeah. Specialists, which was basically G.I. Joe, but police instead yeah. of the Army. Um, I remember my brother had a bunch of those. He, liked, he yeah. had a couple of the cars, the toy yeah, the vehicles. Yeah. That- um, I think that was a Hasbro show too, and, and also Academy. a D cartoon. Oh, Police Academy! Was that in the eighties? That was. was. It 90s? Oh, it might have been early nineties. I don't remember. I don't either. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, Centurions is one I watched. Yeah, right? that was a good one. Power Extreme, and they yeah. had the the suits with all the uh, clip on weapons. Yeah. Right. Uh, I had I had all three of the main guys from that, and uh, the evil attack drone. Which looked like a jet. Yeah, um, I would use that with my transformers actually quite a bit because it was a robot. So yeah, 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 fair <laughs> yeah. Enough. Um, uh, Ninja Turtles, right? We're, we're gonna have to do a whole episode about Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, I there was a point in time where every week on Friday, my dad would take my brother and I to Child World, which was a local toy shop, um, and we would each buy a new Ninja Turtles toy. Oh, nice! And so I had so many effing turtles yeah uh and i don't have a lot of them anymore but i have you know yard sales man yard sales and ebay man right and before the collectors got to everything well no, no that's um, what happened to most of my toys yeah were okay yard sales. just went away to yard sales <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, was, all right clean out your closet yeah i i was counting this morning and i realized that i lived in six different houses before i was 14 <laughs> yeah, yeah so a lot of stuff got lost yeah um yeah. So as far as the 80s stuff goes, that's those are the ones I can remember right now. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get off. We're going to shut this down. And I'm going to be like, oh, I forgot about yeah. XYZ show. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, I mean, like mine, my big like 80s ones were the, I mean, unfortunately there wasn't cartoon. It was superpowers. That was oh, like, yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah. The one that was like my biggest, like I loved so much that like, and especially for a show, it wasn't actually a cartoon, mm-hmm. but kind of Captain Power. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Captain, Captain Power, the Power, Space was, Police or yeah, Space Force um, or Future? future oh, I can't I remember know. what the tagline was. I just yeah. it was always Captain Power to me. Sure, it didn't matter the rest of that. I you know I, yeah. I loved that show. That show yeah. was so much fun. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. the toys and everything, the interactivity with the VHS. That was super to, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I, I loved that. I didn't have any of the Captain Power toys, but a friend of mine did, and we did watch an episode yeah, on tape. I, I, had, like, I had a friend of mine that his mom would record them for us. Uh-huh. She would time her VCR to record them, mm-hmm. and then on Saturdays I go over to his house, and he had two of the toys. Yeah. We'd sit there in front of the TV. They had a big old TV, and we'd do. We, we, I feel like we should explain that very quickly for the okay. audience. So uh, Captain Power had, uh, the toys were basically had like light sensors in them. Yeah. And certain Just points like the, in the, the show. Just like the NES light gun. Same, same exact concept. Right. So at certain points in the episode, um, you'd hold the toy up to the screen and the screen would flash or yeah. like during and the toy the was it was a spaceship right. that had a handle on the bottom of it right. with a little trigger that right. when you pulled the trigger it would make noises like you're firing the gun and everything right. and it was basically like playing laser tag with your TV yeah and and occasionally there would be a flash of light on the screen and it would hit if it hit the light sensor on your spaceship your spaceship would like explode yeah like the cockpit would open up and the, the pilot would fall out and it was a cool way to kind of 
play toys with the show yeah. as it was happening. It was a super way to interact with it, and they put out uh, VHSs with it as well that came mm-hmm. with the toys, so you could do that. But anyway, it was the same one over and over again. Yeah. But, but it was nice because when the show would air, which there weren't a whole lot of them, but yeah, when there it were only would like air, thirteen episodes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, you got to to play yeah. with it a little bit, yep. and so yep. you know, we had, we had all those, and we'd sit down, and we'd. Play them back to back to back to back, yeah. and, you know, with those things. Yep. And, and it was it was a lot of fun. I really liked that. We had uh, I had the he had the spaceships. I had the thing where you plugged in Captain Power to it, and then his emblem would shoot through his chest and display. Oh, the wall. Like, okay, yeah. In the like show, he would projector. do his power up. Where yeah, he actually got the armor powered up man. and everything. Yeah, and that was that was my that. go-to man. I, I loved that show. Unfortunately, it wasn't a cartoon, but <laughs> it's it's a kids show. I yeah, it was the same thing. It was a show made for. I, I would count Captain Power and Power Rangers as cartoons. Yeah, right. It's a Saturday morning kids show. Yeah, it's not animated. It but was it was another one of the. the it was made to push toys. It, absolutely, you know, kind of thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right, so uh, Lord Dread, such a good bad guy. <laughs> Lord Dread's a good name for a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Big old purple cape and half robot. Man, I don't even remember him. It's been forever since I've watched. I'll bring the toy in one day so you can check it out. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, All right, kids. So my advice is that be smart with your purchases. Just because you like this character from a cartoon doesn't necessarily mean you need all of his toys. How many Optimus Primes do you need? This is true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Be smart with your money. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Josh, do you have a do you have any advice for our audience? Um. Any advice? I mean, don't eat yellow snow. Obviously, that's actually what I was about to say. <laughs> son of a gun. Um, just kind of general life advice. If you see a penny, pick it up, but not if you're in traffic. That's good advice. That's very good advice. All right, guys. <laughs> oh uh, God, I don't know. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, check out our socials. Yeah, uh, Atomic Monsoon on uh, Facebook and. Twitter and Atomic Under Monsoon on Instagram. Um, we're on YouTube. We're on Redbubble. Uh, just search for Atomic Monsoon. If you find us, that's us. If you don't find us, it's not us. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, send us any information you want. If you, there's a topic you want us to talk about, we'll we'll try to hit that up. If oh, there's right. anything specifically you want us to see or anything, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just and just you let can us shoot, know. Shoot us an email directly, uh, AtomicMonsoon yeah. at gmail.com. And please, uh, if you can, uh, share the podcast on your social medias. Uh, mm-hmm. Give us likes, anything like that, any kind of feedback whatsoever helps us. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, even if it's just, a, you know, real quick, okay, you know, I'm going to hit the retweet button and just send this out. Right. Please do. Because yeah. even if one person clicks on that and gives us a listen, it helps us out, helps us spread out stuff. So definitely share that with your friends if you can. And otherwise, we will, we'll talk to you all next week. And now you know. And, and knowing, knowing is half, is half the, the battle. battle. Atomic, Atomic Monsoon. Monsoon.